Oh, baby. Welcome back to the Talking Sports Better Than Most podcast. And we've got a lot to cover today, so we might as well just get started. That's right. We are actually on a weekend with no football, I guess, besides the Pro Bowl, I think, is Oh, I'm definitely watching tomorrow. that. So, yeah, I mean, I guess if you're bored with your life. you got nothing better to do. There's a Pro Bowl on. But it is weird, because think about it. Every day since September, we've had some sort of football yeah. on Saturdays, and today is like... And then you, before that, you had NFL preseason, you have the, the Hall of Fame game or whatever... I mean, so basically since the start of August almost, really. I mean, I don't really know if you really want to call pre- NFL preseason football, but I mean, it, it is football, but definitely a lower extent of nothing to get too excited about. But Yep, so it's kind of odd. It's weird not to have a game. And obviously mm-hmm. next week being the big game, the Super Bowl. So anyway, so where do we start? We got to start obviously recapping last week. Um, and obviously the first game of the week were the – Oof, the Chiefs and the Bengals, and I think we both went with the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. I think maybe deep down inside, I would have loved to a see quarter the and a half into that game. You, I felt like I was, I felt like I was going to win that one pretty easily. I felt like I, I felt like it was going to be a halftime game and over. Well, bam, bam, thank you, ma'am. That's the um, that was the most important part of the game. I think that last play right before that. Yeah, I mean, I think if the Chiefs go in and score. Um, with the touchdown. Well, I just don't think they have a chance. Game I mean, is over. Yeah, momentum is even field goal wise. I think Cincinnati um, just absolutely came to play that second half. But I yeah. again, I think you heard Patrick Mahomes say afterwards. Well, defense just picked up after that. Right. They had twenty one points and, and they were almost on the door of twenty eight and, and we, could have had twenty four if they just kicked a field goal. And the second half they gave up a field goal. That's yeah. all. So I mean, but Mahomes admitted they got greedy. He yeah. got greedy with the play calling on that final play, and it just kind of never. Um, it just felt like it was two different They teams. got too cute with it. Yeah. I mean, that last play, I thought, I mean, with five seconds left, I mean, I, I figured, I mean, if you can I, get one guy ISO, just throw it up to him, and it wastes four seconds, you still got a chance to kick field goal. I mean, you'd never throw the ball in play it, where he could be tackled, and, and I, think I just didn't get it. And I kind of hit the nail on the head just now going ahead to the Super Bowl. Like, where is where is Cincinnati's defense? I think this has been the team that, I mean, it's kind of like, okay, they were an okay defense, but, I mean, that second half really... But, I mean, in the three playoff games, they haven't given up that many points. No, I mean, I, I, mean, I think it was 26-19 against the Raiders. They gave up 24 points and three points in the second half and to one of the most intriguing offenses I've ever seen. So. I think the Chiefs' biggest problem, though, deep down inside, is when, when things get tight and, and they're starting to get nervous, they go back to the only thing they know, and that is Patrick Mahomes throwing the football. Mm-hmm. And I think the Chiefs are going to have to get over this at some point that they got to run the football too. Mm-hmm. They don't need Patrick Mahomes to do everything, um, even though he, he, he attempts to do everything. Mm-hmm. But it just seems like it, when push comes to shove, they get nervous, they go to throwing the football. Instead of running the ball, mixing things up, and yeah. it just it, – I don't know. In Cincinnati, uh, again, Joe Burrow just the the dude can play. Yeah, uh, he's he he better be wearing those shades and the coat in a week and a day. And those, that, those, that that necklace is real too. Yeah, you know he's, he's going to have all the swagger coming on Super Bowl Sunday. I mean, think about that. They they won two games a few years ago, right? Four games last year or something, mm-hmm. and now the Cincinnati Bengals yeah. are in the Super Bowl. Yep. I mean. Let's be honest with you. I mean, the sky's the limit, and we're going yeah. to start. Well, think about your two best players are 
a guy in his first year and a guy in his second year. And they have had chemistry since, obviously, they played together in college. Yeah, and I think they can only get better. Yeah, I, I, think, I right think the pieces, ceiling right? is just, yeah, I think it's just, I mean, it, it look at, I mean, someone like him, I mean, I think he, I'm not that I'm going to say he's Tom Brady because that's way too early to ever say something like that. But, I mean, he's somewhat similar in the fact that he's not going to be a guy that's just going to just sit back there and then get out of the pocket and run for 50 yards. I mean, he's just not going to do that. He's, he's like, similar to Tom Brady and the fact that, I mean, if you can protect him, I mean, yeah, it's hard to stop him. <laughs> I mean, is I was listening to some interviews, and everybody on the team said he just works as hard as any guy, practices as hard as any guy. Yeah. He believes as much as any he guy. He maximizes everything he's got. Yeah, and he's obviously got talent. As an Ohio State fan, though, I just still can't believe Urban Meyer took um, Dwayne Haskins over well, that's not Joe like they struggled. It's not like they went 5-6-6. Look at this man. Well, Joe Burrow was just smart. Dwayne Haskins was not smart once he got up. Well, well he made some bad decisions, right? I mean, I, I mean just not. He wasn't a professional. I, mean, I think Joe Burrow is just focused, that's all. Yeah, I think I'm he's not got saying, this chip on his yeah. shoulder from his days, you know. And the funny thing was... Well, he never came from anything, so I think it's just kind of like who he is as a human being. I mean, he always and talks about from being from high school, he was he was unbelievable. You know, he Oh yeah, I mean that game that, that he, I work at, he our one of our players, one of our um, graduates was a running back for Central Catholic High School the year they won the state championship and they beat Joe Burrow yeah, in a I shootout think he for about in the 530 horseshoe. yards and six touchdowns and yeah. lost. And so, Michael Warren just ran crazy over him. I mean, the yeah. two of them were Yeah, I think they had about 500 yards rushing, I think I saw yeah. in that game against I mean, that, Joe Burrow's that team. Was, that was primetime lights in the horseshoe for sure, <laughs> those two. So it's kind of crazy how things come full circle, but Joe Burrow is, 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 a, is a force to be dealt with. And I think Cincinnati runs the ball just enough to keep them honest. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Great screen game they have. Um, they they got what it takes. The thing yeah. is, though, we end the conversation about the Kansas City Chiefs for a second. You know, I I just feel like Kansas City's stuck. They're stuck. Everyone's enamored by them because they got Hill and they got Kelsey. Mm-hmm. But I feel like they're really stuck. I mean, I I don't know what they need. I feel like they need a jolt of something. To kind of, yeah, I, don't I don't know. know. I, I mean, I do. Do what I want to play, Patrick Mahomes. No, I mean um, on paper they should have won that game yesterday, and it really, I mean on paper they should win every game. I would say, yeah. but I just, I think the Bengals are slightly underrated when you think about some of the receivers they got. I mean, Tyler Boyd's a, a pretty solid NFL receiver. T. Higgins underrated, and Jamar Chase is just a. And the I guy think people just to... <laughs> underrated them because they were the young team. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, let's those go in that division. A lot of guys that had to lot Cleveland prove. was supposed to be. Cleveland's a Super Bowl favorite every best. year. You know, Lamar Jackson's the greatest thing yeah, ever Jackson's. in the NFL to everybody. Yeah. And the Steelers, you know, are just all. Yeah, the Steelers are just the Steelers. They're just so there. It seems I think like Cincinnati year just gets out. lost in that division. But I got yeah. news for you. I don't think they well, better to be lose fair, it anymore. Somewhat, they didn't. Um, you, ever, you never knew what Joe was going to be like after tearing his ACL. And then. They crazy. haven't done anything, yeah. so I think yeah. somewhat it was deserved to be slightly underrated, but at the same time, obviously they've performed immensely better than anyone ever expected. But at the same time, you know, you, you just look at the lineup they have, and 
you should have been able to see somewhat some success. Maybe not to I'm not saying to the Super Bowl, but a team that would make the playoffs, maybe not win a game in the playoffs, but just make the playoffs. So. And the crazy thing is, you know, they, they, they won some games. But And think about it again, another NFL game coming down to the end. Mm-hmm. These playoffs have been unbelievable. It has to be the greatest. I mean, I'm not, I mean, the Super Bowl could be the ugliest game ever, but I mean, think about the games that they've had. I mean, it is. It's absolutely ridiculous what, what we've witnessed. And, and it's not that it's like been anything like flashier, like, you know, it's just, you know, everyone's just they're throwing up 50 points a game, but like, I mean, just every game. Yeah. It may not be perfect. It may not be pretty. They're just good games to watch. And after Kansas City Buffalo, you thought, how could it kind of get more no. exciting? And yeah. it definitely did. But the Bengals. They're headed to the Super Bowl, and we'll talk about that matchup in just a second. And a young head coach, too. Yeah. A guy that's only been there for three years, I think. Yeah, it's not I think he was there the year before Joe got there, So, and Joe's his second year. So I would say he's in his third year, and a guy that him and McVeigh, I don't, I think they're both under 36. I think McVeigh's 36, and he's the old guy now. Yeah, and they coach together, I think. Yeah, I think they said that um, Zach Taylor's, Came from Sean McVay's yeah. coaching tree. That's interesting. So, so anyways, that was game one. He's kind of like got like a coaching tree, like Bill Belichick and like uh, Nick Saban. Like yeah. <laughs> they said, all those the guys said uh, lead coaching tree and everything. And then uh, who's the 49ers coach? Oh yeah, Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan. And then there's another one. I'm drawing a blank though. There's another coach that they said came from his. Um, Matt Lafleur. Oh yeah. They said all those guys came. Yeah, they from, kept showing all the pictures. Yeah, together. <laughs> and they're all so young and and it's just unbelievable. Where a lot of these coaches are, you know, already doing so many big things as a head coach, and they're thirty-five, and some of them are younger than that. It's just. I think wild. one thing we do got to wrap up before we go on to the next game is obviously this game went to overtime, and we spent. <laughs> um, a long time talking about overtime, as did every sports yeah. talk show. Obviously, the week the week leading up to this game, we both said that you know this shouldn't be dependent on a, on a heads or tails to decide yeah. who's going to win. And um, let's be honest, we were sitting here watching. I think when we saw that the, the Chiefs won the toss, I think we were about to turn the. And TV I think Tony and say, Romo even made a comment because of the. He said, "Yeah, we gave the Chiefs the ball and over." Oh yeah, he said yeah. that. He said the, the fans already expected him to win. Yeah, yeah, I mean it was crazy. So, I mean, so you got mixed emotions now. You know, everyone's tweeting online. Well, how's those overtime rules work now? I mean, bottom line still is in the playoffs. I still think both teams should have a chance. Hey, if the defense yeah. comes down and shuts them down, then great. Cincinnati gets the ball right back, and boom. But Especially in the playoffs, because like I said last week, I mean, in the, in the regular season, I understand it a little bit more because yep. you got so many games, you got to get them all on TV. The playoffs, there's no rush. If a game goes to 2 a.m., I don't think people will really care. No. I'm still going to watch it. I just, I, I think, you know, like I said, we both agreed that the overtime rules had to change. I, I don't feel any different after watching this game, but it was kind of karma that... it was. It's nice to see the team that lost the the coin toss to actually win the game. Because yeah. let's be honest, if Cincinnati, if Kansas City would have went down and scored right away and won that game... I think it would have kind of been a bigger hit. hot topic. Yeah. I mean, the NFL has enough covered. issues on their plate right now, yeah. obviously, but yeah. anyways, that would have definitely been um, an issue. So um, the Bengals are off to the Super Bowl. And now they're going to face the Rams, yep. who went against those 49ers, those pesky 49ers. Yep. And to be Jimmy honest G. with you, all it needed was a dropped interception pass from the 50-yard line. Quick and um, Tart. Yeah. Tarp. Or that's not his name. Tart. 
tart something. It was something tart. I know. I don't know if how to you pronounce it. a shot every time they said his name. Oh my gosh. After that, we would probably still be. I bet if we would have gone on Twitter <laughs> with about. 30 seconds left to go in the game. I think it would have been probably the, the highest trending word or something on Twitter. I mean, think about it. Jaquaski. Jaquaski I mean, tart. Now, if that was me catching that pass, I mean, that, I mean, yeah. I, I think it's that. somewhat a little bit more difficult when you see a ball floating in the air for about five seconds before you have to catch it as opposed to just being in the game and then putting your hands up. I, I think it was – and then he was kind of backpedaling. Yeah. And, I mean, I'm not saying I would have caught it. I'm just saying that um, – it's crazy, it's though, to think that, I mean, again, that one play wouldn't have decided the game, yeah. but when you look at it, that from that point on, the 49ers just... You knew it was, it was over. over. And, yeah. and the Rams then got, you know, opposite to me. Like, the, the Bengals got hot on defense, the Rams got hot on offense, and it mm-hmm. was like, boom, we were watching the game, and I told you when San Francisco went up that maybe this is what the Rams needed. They needed that shot in the arm. Like, it's mm-hmm. time for us to kind of... To, to, to put it into another gear. And, um, you know, they lost their tight end right off the bat. Um, the backup tight end, the last tight end on the roster yeah. comes in, and that dude and he had a game. unbelievable game. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he had a hell of a game. I mean, I it was it was crazy. Um, his name escapes me right now, but um, unbelievable game he Blanton. played. Blanton, yeah, that's right. I think, you know. Kendall Blanton. Just yeah. unbelievable the way he played in that game. All year, he had four receptions for 37 yards. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, and on Sunday he had five receptions for fifty-seven yards. Yeah, and they were some key catches. So every single time he was, I mean, he only had he only had five targets, but every single one of them was a catch. So there you go. when it comes down to it, I mean, when your name's called, and sometimes sometimes you just gotta step up and make plays, and, and he did that, and he's definitely one of the reasons they're advancing onto the Super Bowl. Yeah, the 49ers was not going to be the sexy matchup in the Super Bowl. No, I, I, I would have boycotted it if it would have been there. <laughs> I would have been so turned off It was not just to watch be them the, play. the one everybody wanted to see. Obviously, the 49ers uh, offensively have been um, at best stagnant, I feel, over the playoffs. That's obviously why Jimmy G's on his way out, and they feel it's time for them to start anew with a new quarterback. We'll see how that works out. But yeah. Jimmy G's going to be out there, probably headed maybe to the Bucks or something. I think he'd be yeah. a great fit in Pittsburgh, to be honest yeah. with you, um, with just the type of game plan that Pittsburgh runs. But Yeah, I, I agree with that, actually. I, mean, I do I, agree with that. I think it's going to be interesting. I mean, for a team that, I mean, you could draft a quarterback and you have Jimmy G for a couple of years and develop right. that guy. If they and really you don't have to rush the guy to get into playing time. You have Pittsburgh's Jimmy G. And he's not going to be a, a game. He's not going to win you games, but he's going to be a game manager. And I mean, I'm here. I'm the first person to say I don't care for the 49ers winning, but I mean they have had a pretty successful yeah. last couple of years stretch with Jimmy G under center. So okay. and like I said, not that he's you know flashy or he's making these tremendous plays, but. They just find a way to win around him, and the guys in in the locker room seem to like him. So it was an odd game. I mean, I felt like they should not even have been in the game, but yet with ten minutes to go, I, I think, think you could have said that the last couple of weeks too. Yeah. <laughs> and they seemed minutes, to win. Minutes left in the fourth quarter, or whatever it was like. There's no doubt the 49ers are winning this game. So yeah. I because yeah, they were up seventeen seven, and then the the Rams came back and put up thirteen on them. It was just unanswered. it was definitely again a game though that came down to the end. Um, Another one of those games, and you get to the playoffs this year for some odd reason. It's just you come to expect it. Yeah. Um, the Rams, on the other hand, I feel like are teetering a bit. Like they could have easily blown that game at Tampa Bay. Um, yeah, they dominated against the Cardinals. Feel like this game, uh, they they maybe play to their opponent, or I, I like something happens. I feel like they kind of go brain dead at some point. 
Now this time know. they woke up, obviously got the got the. Well, down. you said it during the game though, when they were down, when they were up, then they were down ten to seven, and then San Francisco came out and scored a touchdown. You said it might loosen them up because they know that they have to play now. Like yeah. they can't just they can't play to not lose, where they had to start to play to win because they were down ten with I don't remember how much long how much longer to go. But I mean I think you were right. It just they they knew they had to go and they couldn't be afraid to make a mistake any longer because they didn't have the room for error. I mean, this is it. This is Matthew Stafford's team. He obviously they they're going to go as far as he's going to take them next week. I mean, it's, yeah. we know that's as simple as that. But I mean, it was a good game. It it was exciting, but it still to me was just kind of like, okay, the Rams should win this game. Like, yeah, I mean, just you just story. yeah, and so, I agree. It, it 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 was one of those things. So now our Super Bowl matchup is set. We have the Bengals. We have the Rams. Um, we got two teams, again, that ended the game in completely different fashions, the Bengals defensively, the Rams offensively. Yeah. And um, But on the flip side, you feel like both teams should be able to score some points. I know everyone talks about the Rams' defense, Aaron Donald and, and Von Miller, but I still feel like maybe they have not played up to their full ability either. Um, and with the way the Bengals give up sacks, I feel like they could. Um, yeah, I mean, seriously. Maybe double-digit um, sacks in this game. I feel like they. It could. That defensive. Joe Burrow might end up with a bionic leg before the end of the Super Bowl. Yeah, I week. think that defensive line's the story. To be honest with you, I think the Rams have the opportunity to actually come in there, and I think dominate the game if they want it to. I mean, um, like I said, I feel like they on paper should dominate the game. I mean, I mean not dominate, but win the game. But at the same time. I don't know what it is. I just, like, I was sitting there thinking about it earlier. I mean, like, the Bengals have some good players that you just, and I fell victim to it, too, that we, I just didn't, I didn't assess them as a team well enough. I just like to see the Bengals get Mixon more involved. Yeah. I think they, they, they need to take a little bit of pressure off Joe Burrow, just like we yeah. talked about with Patrick yeah. Mahomes. you got to take yeah. a little pressure off him. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think Joe Burrow's afraid of anything. I don't think he's afraid oh, of Oh, God, no. Von you got those glasses on? That guy, <laughs> there is nothing that man has ever seen in the has, has seen at least in the last probably two calendar years or three calendar years that he's even been slightly flinched mm-hmm. at. I so. mean, wide receiver matchup-wise, I mean. You got some guys Cooper, on the football field in right? next Cop- week. I mean, I, you could probably say that every single one, but. I mean. Higgins, Beckham. You got I mean, some studs you, out there. Yeah. Some stud receivers. I mean, it's, it's really going to be a – it's got the earmarks of something that could go – And both teams lost a good tight end with Higby and yeah. Uzama. Right. I'm assuming both – I know Uzama's not playing. Yeah, Higby, but, they said, is possible. So probably not. I don't think so. I don't think so. I think they're doing that as a, str- a strategic yeah. plan to say you have to prepare for him and then peekaboo, he's not there. Yeah. So – as, answer me this, Stephen, off the top of your head. Offensively, who do you give the edge to? Um, I want to say the Rams, but I think it's... If you had asked me three weeks ago, I would have said the Rams by a mile, but now I feel like, like you have to give... 55-45? Yeah, like, I feel like it's it's definitely closer, and that's something that I should have done more educated, been more educated on. I, the, the Bengals have a good offense. I just feel like it's kind of like this slow, steady... Offense, where I feel like the Rams are a little bit more run and gun. Mm-hmm. I feel like they have more ability to be flashy and make those plays. Where I feel like the Bengals just kind of—it's a long drive and it just kind of wears you down. And I mean, Joe Burrow's gonna throw for 350 yards mm-hmm. and they're gonna score 27 points. Right. <laughs> and 
so now let's go the opposite. Defensively, who you give the edge to. Mm. That's so tough, though, because when you think about that first half with the Bengals and Chiefs, their defense looked like Swiss cheese. And then after that, I don't know if it was the I Chiefs that tightened up. The difference up, or... is the Bengals don't, like, don't have the names off the top. Yeah, of that, the I, would, I would say that both sides of the ball. And, and Maybe not offensively Rams, as much. Yeah. but The Rams have those couple names. That yeah, I mean, you think of Aaron Donald. I mean, just like, boom, Aaron Donald, Von Miller, you got those two guys right there on the D-line. You got Jalen Ramsey. I mean, you just got some names right there. I think there. it's defensively, if you're listening to us, it's it's closer than you think. You know, like yeah, maybe I, you I say right now it's 60-40, but if you really dive deeper into it, it's probably it's, just as close as, I think it's as the be a very too. Even heavyweight matchup between those two teams. I mean, if it follows suit with the rest of the, play, with the other games that have been in this playoff so, so far, I think we're in for a doozy. Yeah, I think you got two young coaches, aren't afraid to do some things maybe that we wouldn't, you know, Ooh, I don't know, but um, and Cincinnati probably has one of the clutchest kickers right now too. Um, Joe so. Burrow and Evan McPherson. <laughs> Where do those guys get that confidence? Yeah. I mean, so. maybe they get it from Joe Burrow. I don't know. I I need to get into a locker room with Joe Burrow, and maybe yeah. I'd be more confident as a human being. But I mean, the storybook is going to be something for either. We're gonna next week's podcast obviously will be pretty much devoted to the Super Bowl preview, where we'll kind of put some of the matchups together. But I mean, just looking out there, you got Stafford who played through everything with the Lions organization oh and now has He should chance. sue that organization. <laughs> Calvin Johnson and Barry Sanders, should, those three should be in a lawsuit against that organization for what they've done. I mean, at least Matthew Stafford got out and has a chance to win right. a Super Bowl, but yeah, those other two, they it. deserve a lawsuit yeah. for so against, against that The storybook Stafford would be there. And Burrow, the yeah, I think it's a happy, Ohio it's a happy, good and lead an story for both. Win the Super Bowl. I mean, I, the, it's just the perfect commercial where yeah. he's going to go after winning the Super Bowl. I mean, this is this is going to be, and, and and think about this: if Joe Burrow wins this Super Bowl, I mean, again, we're sitting here thinking to ourselves: at his age, I mean, how is he not going to win more than one Super Bowl? Oh, well, I mean, yeah, what he's already done, and like I said, I mean, Jamar Chase is a good is a is going to just keep getting better, assuming, obviously, if there's no injuries, and hopefully there's never an injury, but that's just sports. But, I mean, Joe Burrow, same thing. I mean, if they, if they, if they can just get an offensive line to protect Joe Burrow, who's to say that he can't have a kind of, maybe not, obviously not replica of Tom Brady, because that's obviously just blasphemous to say in, in Joe Burrow's second year. The but. scary thing is, though, and I think they all got to keep this in mind, it's just like when the Chiefs won... I mean, everybody would have said by now Patrick Mahomes would have three Super Bowls. Well, they, they, they labeled it a dynasty but yeah. after he won a Super and Bowl. And I think all these quarterbacks, these coaches, you know, you you may never get this chance again. So, well, that's what they I mean, were talking about. I, I was listening to something, and they talked about the Bengals. You know, I think they just know that Joe Burrow, there's not, he's not going to be afraid. He's going to lay everything out on the line, and if he – if he comes up short, he gave it his all because he knows at the same time. Obviously, I'm sure Joe Burrow thinks he's going to go another 10 times, but you just never really know. I mean, there's been some players like Dan Marino who just went in his rookie year, and then, I mean, Dan Marino's a legend and <laughs> never yeah. went back. So, so interesting. So um, we're going to, like I said, next week we'll definitely preview the Super Bowl. Who knows by then? There may be some things that pop up throughout the week that could change things. So we're not going to go super in-depth right now. 
you never know. It's Super Bowl week and crazy things can happen. Mm. Um, as we move on to our some hot topics, the one hot topic we're not going to really dive into, but we, we will just mention it because we know what's going on, obviously, is the lawsuit against the NFL and Brian Flores and everything that's going on with well, the if you Well, if you watched ESPN all week, though, you probably could have yeah. been the lawyer because you heard everything. And I think, obviously, Instead if, of you're, reading it all, if you're, you're listening to our to podcast, it. you probably have heard enough about it on sports talk we're not going to really dive into it a lot it's it's such a touchy subject and and um but obviously again if you well, listen, Bill Belichick accidentally sent a text to the wrong person though. well I mean that that is amazing I mean I'm going to be honest with you I mean <laughs> I didn't realize it for quite some time it's too. almost I mean the the stories and what these people are going through is is not comical but the fact that Bill Belichick was the person who blew this thing open essentially um is I mean, it, it, I I just wonder what he thinks. I mean, we've all sent some text messages, right? I don't know if I've ever I sent maybe two or three texts in my life. I sent it to the wrong person, but it was I noticed it <laughs> pretty quickly. It was like, oh, whoops, I sent that to the wrong person. Yeah, and I mean, but it wasn't like it was like, oh, maybe it was just a joke. Right. It wasn't like something like more of a secretive thing, right. I guess. So, I don't know. Right. I would be so embarrassed if I had done something yeah. like that. And, and him and of all people, yeah. of all coaches, You would think right? that he wouldn't even talk to other coaches and yeah. be like, congrats. Because he doesn't look like he talks to anyone. No, I mean, he wears he that cut-off sweatshirt, and he, he looks like he has about $10 to his name, and, I mean, he's arguably it's, one of the greatest coaches of all time. I know Roger Goodell put out a statement today about all the work the NFL has to do. You know, a lot of it's the owners and tons of issues out there, so... Um, again, we, we, we will save that if we have to for another time. I know you've heard a lot of it, so we're going to kind of move on to some other topics as well. And obviously the topic that kind of got overshadowed by all of this is the whole Tom Brady. I mean, he officially mm-hmm. retired last week. Yeah. We talked about the quote-unquote rumors. Yeah. And then it finally, you know, then it was kind finally of put Saturday night, like, no, I'm not going to read, or, the, you know, his yeah. dad and everything, maybe not and everything. Well, I'm assuming um, the only reason he did that is because he just, everyone around him wanted him to have the opportunity to officially announce it himself, even though I think 99% and he of had people this, like, thought nine it page Instagram thing. Yeah, I think it was eight pages. He I didn't even read it all. I wasn't, I didn't, I wasn't patient enough I to read it all. Either, but he didn't thank the Patriots. He didn't thank um, the organization, Bill Belichick, anybody. He just completely... But did you see that Bill Belichick put something out, and then Tom Brady put something about... Well, yeah, then he put... Yeah, then he put, like, three hearts at the end, too. Yeah, and they like they <laughs> said, you know, Brady does everything. He knew what he was doing. Yeah, he said goodbye to New England when he left, but... When you're ending your career, to not mention New England until later, yeah. um, there, there's obviously some something going on there. But again, everybody—I don't know Tom Brady, but everyone says he's a stand-up guy, and you know. But just on the whole flip side, it's just amazing that he would have left them out. So, you know, it's going to be crazy that you're not going to have Tom Brady. I think he is. Com- Gone. He's not going to be one of these quarterbacks that yeah, comes he's back. He's 34. If he comes back like Brett Favre, he'll come back when he's 50. Um, so I don't think that's going to happen. So folks. he's gone for good. But, you know, an amazing career. How many Super Bowl? We talked about his his pictures with on his, you know, all the rings on his finger. Oh, yeah. Um, and like I said last week, I think it just shows the evolution of the Super Bowl ring. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like I said, those things are boulders. I mean, so, you wear, you put that on the – if you wear those – if you wear all his Super Bowl rings and stood on a scale – how much weight is he gaining? Yeah. I mean, I want to know. Well, he's, he's <laughs> gaining a lot of weight with those rings on. 
It's crazy, though, and I know you're younger, so you didn't necessarily see so much the Michael Jordan career, but if you're a little more my age, you saw the Michael Jordan career, the LeBron James career, the Tom Brady career, the Tiger Woods career. I mean, we have had, and I know we get caught up in the moment, right? Like, people will argue with us, well, back in the 70s and 80s, there was Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and all that, but truthfully, those names I just mentioned are the goats of the goats, and for people... You obviously at least were, Michael Jordan was more still, at least it's early still, so you got to hear no more about him. But, I mean, to think about it and to know now. I think ultimate winners of all time. You think of Tom Brady and Michael Jordan. I mean, it's I mean, I don't know who you want to say is the, the, you know, the alpha ultimate winner, but, I mean, just he just found a way every year, it seemed like. Yeah. And I I mean, seven Super Bowls, that's more than any franchise. I mean, that has to be the most amazing feat ever accomplished by any athlete. And to be honest with you, then, to basically remain injury-free for the most part. Yeah, I mean, towards ACL in 2008, other than that, Um, that's only really true injury. But to be as healthy as he was, to to basically be, you know, an NBP candidate this year. This year. Oh, yeah, NBP candidate basically. Um, I mean, his career. what more are you supposed to say? So, I mean, again, whether you liked him, you didn't like him, you hate the Patriots, you didn't. I mean, you got to recognize greatness and appreciate it. Yeah. Whether you like him as a as a fan or not, or the organization that he played for, I mean. Oh, Skip Bayless, I thought was interesting this week. He said one of the reasons Brady's gone is is he's eventually going to run for POTUS. Oh come yeah. on. Well, that was the conversation. Not doing that. So um, it'd be interesting because him and him, him and his lady friend have completely opposite views in the political spectrum. But that was what Skip Bayless mentioned um, on Monday on a show, and um, him and Shannon went back and forth with that. that. So we'd be very interesting to see if that's maybe a long-term aspiration for him. But maybe he's a guy that seems to uh, have the motivation for longer than most, is what I'll say. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, he was without question better than most. There's no doubt about that. Oh, yeah. He well, was. Uh, he, uh, I think the NFL isn't, you know, it's one of those things where maybe you don't know until later on. But the right. longevity, the things he did, the games he's won yeah. for as long of a duration, like you said, into his 40s, playing yeah, 44. football. You know, it's well, like, about 43 years old. I mean, it's just crazy. So, it kind of got a little overshadowed with everything going on in the NFL, which kind of seemed a little unjustice, to be honest with you, from his yeah. perspective, I feel, just because, again, there were so many other things going on. Yeah. Um, and it maybe, sucks they got the rumors out, and everyone basically knew that he was retiring. Yeah. But, I mean, at the same time, though, you would have known after. Because I think this Friday he would have cost the Bucks oh, all 15 the million. money, and yeah. people would have been mad at him, you know, yeah. oh, you just were money hungry. Yeah. I mean, he, there was kind of a no-win situation for yeah. him. Um, but, you know, obviously, he, it would have been cool if he would have rode off into the sunset last year with yeah. that Super Bowl trophy. But I, I don't blame him. I mean, they had they had very realistic Super Bowl championship But I don't care what anybody says. We talked about this last week, and I will stick by it. And I don't know if anybody else has heard this or believes this, but I definitely think the whole Antonio Brown thing broke him a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I think... He definitely changed. I mean, when you saw him... Later this year, he just didn't look like Tom Brady. He looked like a guy that just looked like he was tired. I think with the injuries, with that garbage that went on, even though Brown sent him a nice message, 
Um, I just think I, I, I think it broke him. I think it was this. I don't need this. He doesn't need no, this. God, I no. mean, it's just it, it was his time to go, and it was pretty unbelievable. So, um, you know, Tom Brady, the the NFL, it's just not going to be the same without him. That's for sure. No, I mean, so, the, I mean, without question, the 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 ultimate winner of, in football, at least without question. Now, on to flip to our next hot topic. We got to talk about it for a second. You know we're going to be taping this Ohio State-Michigan podcast. It's just going to be Ohio State and Michigan. We're going to get it taped by next Saturday. Um, we'll be watching the game next Saturday um, together, and um, we were going to see if we could do something, but for sure we're, we're going to do this podcast. It's going to talk all Ohio State-Michigan, and obviously the news broke. Um, I can't remember. I think it was Tuesday night. We were out and about working out that um, Harbaugh was gone. He was going to the – Vikings. Oh, yeah, yeah. We and, were walking um, in the gym, and you were like, yeah. Harbaugh's gone. And I was like, what? Yeah, and then I texted you the next, next day and day said, Harbaugh's back. Harbaugh's back. <laughs> it was exactly about 24 best. hours. Yeah, I think it was um, about 24 hours <laughs> to a T. So, again, it's interesting reading. It's interesting because if you hate Harbaugh, um, you know, it's, well, Minnesota interviewed him for, what, nine hours, and apparently in the middle of the interview when they got to the conversation about his interactions with people, it fell apart. If you love Harbaugh, you're like, this is great because this is great for Michigan, and he just picked up, I guess, a big running back recruit today. Or No, not a big running back recruit? They say he's fast. That doesn't mean anything. No. Well, I mean, speed wins, right? The SEC would say that. That's true. So, um, you know, but regardless – you know, everyone's like, well, how is he going to recruit and everything? The bottom line is um, he's a winner. He's won at all levels. Um, Michigan. I saw a great tweet, so I'm going to say it when I find it. You find it when you get it. Yeah. Um, you know, we're going we're gonna to talk all Ohio State, Michigan soon. So we're not going to go super long with this. Um, we can go forever. But I can just tell you this. Michigan has a schedule next year. They got the players next year. And they're going to be undefeated when they walk into Columbus, Ohio in November. And um, I think it's going to be quite an interesting year next okay, year. So um, it's it's going to be interesting for sure. It was exciting news as Stephen and I were texting this week. As I told him, you know, college football is better when Ohio State and Michigan are good. Mm-hmm. College football is better with coaches like Harbaugh and Day. They are they make the Big Ten, and when the Big Ten is good, the rest of the country it takes heed. Um, it just it is. I, people don't want to hear it, but it's a Big Ten and SEC country. Um, now, USC is going to be dominant, I think, on that West Coast now. Um, but the bottom line is it's good to see him back. Let him let him coach Michigan. Um, I, he I says think he's just also good continue. because he just has that personality. Yeah, and again. I mean, he's just weird. This is the great thing about college sports. Like, the athlete gets to decide, right? Like, if you're a recruit and you don't like that, then you don't go there. And if you do, then you go there. So it's all about relationships, I think, in college football. And again, you know, what's weird to to one is not weird to the other. So um, it's going to be interesting. It definitely set the world on fire Tuesday and Wednesday for 24 hours, wondering what's going on. Um, And I'll be honest with you, I I think Minnesota, um, I I didn't think it was that attractive of a place, to be honest with you. I mean, I I don't know. I, I didn't think it was the most attractive place for him personally, but, um, you know, however it worked out, it worked out and, and all is, I guess, just kumbaya. Yeah. So I saw a tweet and it said something about how, um, 
Harbaugh has more Super Bowl appearances than the Vikings have had in the last 40 years. <laughs> and I mean, I'm a Michigan fan, so I'm biased, but I'm not saying Harbaugh's the, the best coach because I don't think he is, but I do think he's a pretty darn good coach. And he went, I think, 44-19-1, and 19 and 1, I think, in, in his NFL time um, so far. I mean, he could make a return at some point. You never know. But, um, I mean, he took an organization that was... Um, in a bad position, I'll just put it that way. I think was in a horrendous position, and then led him to a Super Bowl appearance, and so. And kind I of, mean, I don't, I don't, kind I, of started just, this know. whole San Francisco back, right? San Francisco obviously was great in the '80s and '90s, and then kind of went into kind of like a a, a down period, and really Harbaugh brought it back with Colin Kaepernick. Um, kind of brought them back and, you know, so it's, it's one of those things where, again, um, it, like I said, I think it's good for college football. It's going to keep, I saw a great tweet about how it's going to keep Paul Feinbaum or maybe you retweeted it. Oh yeah. They said, um, job. yeah, he actually still has a job in ESPN yeah. or something like that. I don't remember what it so was, but yeah. Continue to be critical of, yeah. of well, yeah, he's a, football, I mean, he has that right? note to every big 10 team. He doesn't like the big 10, but he, he definitely doesn't like Harbaugh, but so, but yeah, he didn't. Like but, yeah, Meyer. so he liked Urban Meyer when he yeah. was in the SEC. But once he got to Columbus and started winning, he didn't like yeah. him as much. So, Paul, you can come on the show if you want. <laughs> yeah, that'd be interesting to talk to him. But so in the year before, um, Harbaugh took over. They were six and ten, and in his first year, thirteen and three, thir- eleven and four, lost in the Super Bowl, and then twelve and four, and then his last year when things just kind of went south. They went eight and eight. But I mean, the NFL, it's hard to. In college, I feel like it's a little bit easier if you go to the right situation, if you're a likable human being. I mean, you can win a lot. I mean, you can win games. I mean, to go 12-2 and this year with Michigan, and then obviously Ohio State has gone, that's usually a regular year for them. Um, but, I mean, I, I feel like that's a little bit easier than in, in the NFL. I feel like I feel like in the NFL, it's so, the, the talent is, it's just so diversified, and, and you just really don't know who's going to win. I feel like the NFL is the best out of probably all the professional sports that yeah. we follow that truly, I mean, it's just like, I mean, who, who expected the Bengals to be the Super Bowl this year? Right. I mean, could you imagine if you would have bet the the day before the season started that the Bengals would be in the Super Bowl, and if you would have bet that they would have won the Super Bowl, how much money do you think they'd win? And this is what kind of bothers me about this whole MVP thing in the NFL, and we're, we're kind of veering into a different hot topic that we really weren't even going to talk about, but now that it's brought up, you know, the NFL MVP, how does Joe Burrow not win this? I mean... That's they, the problem they have with every sport, though. They, they don't value it based off who's most valuable to their team. It's based off of the stat. Like, if you, in basketball, if you average 40 points a game, you might not make as much value as somebody that averages 30 points a game but does so many more things for your team. It's just they value it based off numbers. They don't value it based off the idea that you might be more valuable than somebody that might have better stats. I mean, than you, they're so. going to give it to Aaron Rodgers. Give it to Aaron Rodgers. Let's right. be done with That's this. That's the sad thing is he's the whole reason they're not there. Yeah, so they're not alive still. I don't know. It's just it's disappointing. I just so. I, as I as you were mentioning that, talking about that, the whole MVP thing just got in my head, and I'm just thinking again, how can you not say he was the most valuable player in 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 football to his team? I yeah. mean, again, just with the idea of where they were and where they are now. I mean, that's I don't know what more evidence you need. So well, the problem is crazy. he would definitely. I mean, the problem is they don't. I don't. They don't base it off playoffs this regular season. Right. Yeah. So 
Um, that part obviously doesn't help, but I mean, if they win um, on next Sunday, it's either going to be Jamar Chase or Joe Burrow. But I'm not going to lie; I would have to imagine it'd be Joe Burrow if, if they win us. If they win the game next weekend, I just can't imagine it's not going to be Joe Burrow. So there's no part of me that doesn't believe that. So let's wrap this up. Couple things: we were going to get into our player rankings, but you know what? We kind of went on with some other stuff, and we don't want to make this too long. We know people can't listen for hours. So we'll save our player rankings. We're going to kind of – it might work out perfect after the Super Bowl then as that builds up to the draft yeah. and what teams well, – Yeah, I mean, it can be we a sole analyze, NFL Yeah, we can, we can analyze positions and conferences and where I think some of the stars are in some leagues and not the other and how it just, to me, looks like the AFC is going to dominate for years to come. But we'll see. Yeah. So here's a little wrap-up of everything. Number one, um, like I said, Ohio State-Michigan plays next Saturday. So we are going to tape a um, Ohio State-Michigan podcast that won't be just college football. It'll be, I mean, college basketball. It'll be college football too. It's going to be all Ohio State-Michigan. We're just gonna we're just going to blab about Ohio State-Michigan for a long time. So we will tape that sometime this week or Friday. We will tape it and we'll get it up online before the game on Saturday, and then we'll have our regular podcasts. Where it's going to be basically, let's be honest, we got to devote it basically to the Super Bowl. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean it's just the. <laughs> We'll, we'll try to, that's the biggest um, thing in America every single year. And I mean, we're going to devote an entire podcast to it, and it, I, it could be a long one. So, yeah. I mean, so, we really should have be able to should be able to dive deep, and then and then obviously talk about who we think are you know top in positions, and then maybe even talk a little bit about you know future and, and next year and what we think what could happen and right. stuff. So, so we're going to have two podcasts over the next week. Like I said, um, dive into that. I think it'll be interesting. I've been waiting for this Ohio State-Michigan podcast. Um, and for those of you who are friends of ours, obviously you probably are Ohio State or Michigan fans too. So um, you can chime in with some of your thoughts as well. So anyways, that's where we are today. Um, like I said, it's kind of a, a, a quiet sports weekend. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I mean, know without question. I mean, hey, lead up hey, the Super Bowl. NHL All-Star game. Oh, and the Pro Bowl. It's loaded weekend. The Olympics started. The Olympics, that's true. I yep. don't even know if anybody even knows the Olympics started, but I watched some last night. Did you? Oh, okay. Of the well. um, figure skating or ice skating, oh, whatever nice. you call it. Okay. Maybe we get something you. that I certainly Maybe cannot we do. We can get you on some skates to jump like no. that. You think? No. You'd be rushing me to the ER. That's for certain. <laughs> well, it wouldn't be. Uh, it wouldn't be. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe when the Olympics are more like in America and in our time zone, it's more exciting. It seems like. You know, yeah. It's it's kind of know. odd. I don't know, but anyway, so you know, so there is that going on. You can you can watch that. Um, so hopefully you enjoy your weekend. There's golf as well. I mean, it's kind of it actually is kind of a bad weekend though, because I mean, this is one of the least. <laughs> I would not. I don't get as pumped up as much I for the yeah. this weekend's golf tournament it's with the, the amateur and we're, we're, the pro am. I just that doesn't really get me pumped up. Just the just give me the best players in the world and let me watch yeah. those guys. The weather's been crappy and. We got a local golf podcast will be fun down the line. There's a lot to talk about too with players going overseas and getting yeah. millions and millions. They get millions just to show up and then they ignore the PGA tour because they're over in Saudi Arabia and there's all sorts of international. The grass issues. isn't always greener though. Yeah. So it'll be interesting. I mean, um, so anyways, we got, again, we could ramble on forever, but we're going to kind of wrap this up. We now, I know the one thing everyone's asking, what in the world happened to Fred couples at the beginning? And where in the world is Tiger Woods at the end? 
So we're, we're cleaning up the podcast. We're making it a little more professional, right? We're trying to add that little music, get it going. We will never forget Fred. We start the show with old baby every single time. Well, it's time. hard to forget Fred when you got him on your phone case and I got Tiger on my yeah. phone case. So, so you know, we're, we're just up in it. Hard to forget that when we always have our phones around us. We're up in it. And probably the Masters is probably going to sue us for using, you know, or CBS for their copyright, uh, you know. So, that's okay. Fred yeah, will sue us. Yeah. Please will get us a chance to meet him in court. Yeah, and I, that's right. I have some great pictures I posted on Twitter of, um... Fred Couples and my dad. So, anyways, they're not forgotten, folks. They're they're in it, even though you don't hear them at the beginning. Just envision it in your head, okay? Yeah. So, anyways, we hope you enjoyed this great podcast, but this boring sports weekend. I mean, I hate to call it that, but there's nothing else we can call it. Well, after what we've had, I mean, it's yeah. hard to live up to. It's the ultimate like downer. Yeah. It's like, oh my gosh. But anyway, so hope you enjoyed it. We'll of course be back next week. Like I said, two special podcasts coming. So this is the Talking Sports Podcast, and remember, it's always better than most.